My first question is, what was your first experience with house and techno music and why did it speak to you in such a way that you wanted to be a DJ and a producer? Yeah, so my, fir my first experience as a DJ, you mean? Well, just the first yeah. time you ever heard like the music, you know, that it, that, that it really resonated with you. Yeah, so at the age of 23 years old, I met um, a friend of mine because I was a football player in the past. Yeah. And <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah. And she she gave me, she lived in my house, uh, all the stuff like boots, uh, so monitors, uh, turntables, mixer. And yeah. And for me, that moment was so nice because of course, when I opened the box, I was like a child, you know, uh, was, oh my God, uh, that's all mine now. So what I have to do? So I text a message uh, to some DJs. Uh, at that moment, I lived in Perugia, that is a city very close to Rome. And uh, one of these DJ told me, yeah, you have to come with me and I will teach you, you know? So I started like, uh, like this, like uh, a person that wants to learn uh, how to teach. So of course, in the past I played piano. I played piano for 10 or 12 years, yeah. Uh, I studied at conservatory. I don't know if it's the correct term in, uh, in English is the same. Yeah, it is. It is Conservatorio di Musica, you know, mm -hmm. and um, so my passion for dance music uh, was born, I think, when I was 16, 15 years old. Yes, yeah, something like that. Then um, at 23 years old, I start to buy vinyls and now I can stop. Never thought, no. Yeah, I love vinyls. I love buying vinyls. And I think it's very great for a DJ doing this because you learn a lot of things. And uh, the music from the past is very interesting. And so that's so, why. Yeah. So they left you all of the equipment and a bunch of vinyls for you to start DJing on your own? That's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but after six months, she come back to my house. And of mm. course, I had to buy for myself all the stuff again. But that's, uh, that's, that's fine, you know. You, you were already hooked for sure. But I mean, it's only a, an opportunity, you know, to start mm -hmm. for me. So. Um, which, what, what was the name of the DJ who helped you to learn the, the one who invited you to the club? Is there anybody like very yeah, recognizable? It's not, I think it's not so famous, but it's a very nice person and he has a lot of vinyls and I love him. And the name is Tomiol, he's mm -hmm. from Perugia, he's a resident of um, nice party and there called it Bella Ciao. The owner is DJ Ralph, maybe you, you know this name. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I certainly couldn't imagine just getting 
the whole setup, everything you need. I mean, even if it was only for six months of just like having it to play with, that must have been so fun. And I remember that when he's teaching me this uh, job, this profession, you know, uh, he, he told me, uh, you are very talented because, wow, you have to, to do all this stuff in very short time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think was my final, you know, parts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned that you were playing piano when you were younger, and yeah. I also read that you were playing oboe, maybe some other instruments. Uh, how did that kind of influence your influence or connection to dance music, both as a producer and a DJ? Uh, I think a lot because. When I played piano, I remember that I, I feel, you know, that energy. And when you're a DJ, you, a lot of people think that it's different from playing an instrument. Mm -hmm. but it's I think it's the same because you, you start a kind of connection with people. And uh, when you mix records uh, together, it's like the same emotion, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course, influenced me a lot. Uh, because uh, when you are a producer, you have to be creative, of course, but you have to understand how to make music properly. Mm -hmm. That's important to, when, when you played uh, an instrument in the past or now, you know, it's, it's very important to think, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, both of the, playing instruments and the DJing, it's definitely, it's still like a physical thing, you know, in the live space, you know, whether you're, you know, especially with vinyl, you know, flipping them over and finding the make matching of the beats and all that stuff. It's, it's different, but it's the same as, you know, playing any instrument where you're using your fingers or your breath or anything like that, for sure. Yeah, and, and you have to think about the music when you're mm -hmm. playing, you know, it's like a, a creative moment. Um, in fact, when I when I play, uh, I usually play. I never record a DJ set before. Mm -hmm. Of course, I study my music, but I I can't prepare a, a DJ set for a place that I don't I don't know. You know, so it's I, I love improvisation and stuff like that. You're saying you wouldn't like do a mix for like the radio, like pre-recorded. That's not something like you'd be interested in because it takes that kind of aspect away from the craft. Of course, you know? yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, how would you describe the house and techno scene in Italy? And I mean, as I become more knowledgeable and more experienced in the scene in general, I'm definitely learning more how, you know, active and vibrant that it is. But to someone like me who's American, you generally only hear about in Europe, like Amsterdam and the UK and Germany. So I'd love to hear from a native Italian what the scene is really like there. Yeah, of course, of course, Italy is a different ma market from all the others, I think. Mm -hmm. so you mentioned the uh, Amsterdam, um, France and London. Yeah, I think Italy is very different because we have big, big, uh, huge party with huge uh, uh, names on there. And people are going to uh, 
this uh, place for DJs, DJ star. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. we have no club culture. In the past, we had, of course, um, I, I'm a resident of Cocorico, and Cocorico is, was, a, was a symbol in our culture mm -hmm. and music. But at the moment, all, all, is, ch all is changing. Also after uh, the pandemic, you know, um, I think uh, in the entire world, but in Italy, uh, we, we had some problems after that. Yeah, a lot of clubs are closed. Uh, so, you know. Do you see it kind of coming back in a way now that things are generally lightening up in terms of events opening in places? Do you think the... I think that uh, we we have these big events, of course, with big names, but I don't know. I really don't know if club culture uh, will come back. I, I don't know, because um, we don't have the movement, you know. Um, also me as a DJ, I don't share music with other DJs. We don't have the record store when we met together, you know, and, and doing stuff together. This is not, in this place, is not happening, you know? Uh, and I, I suffer a lot for that because I lived in Brussels and I remember when all each Friday I went to a different record store and met people and, you know, we create like a, a good connection and relationship with people and and learn a lot of things. I, I usually uh, have some friends that are interesting collectors in Italy and I buy some stuff from that, but that's it, you know? Do you think with younger talented DJs like yourself kind of coming together, do you think it could re uh, rise to that same level as other European cities with more record stores and that kind of thing? I, I don't think so because I'm I'm one, and this um, is gonna be created when a lot of people want these things. You know, at the moment, all the people that are listening to my music in Italy, I think uh, doesn't want the, this this stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have this uh, feeling good for for that things. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about the crowds in Italy? Like when you play at Coco Rico versus. Yeah, they are crazy. They are crazy. Oh. Yeah. Those are good. They're jumping all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, very, very good crowds. Yeah. But different. Uh, one of my best crowds is in Lithuania. Mm -hmm. I played a very interesting festival called Ant Bangers. And all the people dancing, like, uh, you know, when you dance, that you are doing a lot of movement, you know, with your body. Mm -hmm. That is for me dancing, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, and was the same in Belgium. Was the same, it, uh, not in maybe I'm also in UK, but Belgium, um, Kiev in the past. Now this situation is, or oh my God, I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about that, but it's very. Yeah, oh my God. Uh, but Lithuania also has a very nice quote. Yeah. I mean, it seems like more a lot of in a lot of ways the common denominator is you and the kind of music that you play and the passion that you bring to the sets that leads to that kind of very expressive dancing. Yeah. 
you you mentioned your uh, residency at Coco Rico, and I'm wondering just how did that come about? How did you get the residency? How often do you play there? The art director called me and asked me this these things. Do you want to uh, to do this? And <laughs> yeah, I answered like, like yes, yes, but you know that club has a huge history. So uh, my first gig on there was like, oh my god, what I have to play, uh, old school stuff, new school stuff, and my stuff. My actual style is to merge these two uh, things. You know, I play usually uh, play uh, new stuff mix it to whole stuff and it's very nice yeah it's hard to do it but it's very nice because the harmony are different you know it is interesting yeah mm -hmm. and so is coco rico like a really good place for you to experiment in that regard of mixing those two different styles and coming up with your own unique style through that yeah yeah of course of course yes has a huge sound system and the boot is perfect. And when you play there, you have this pyramid uh, in front of you that is, wow, you know? That's, I mean, it's, it sounds amazing. I unfortunately have never attended, but I will, add, come one I will, day. Add, I will add it to the list, I promise. Um, yeah, you who, are, make <laughs> uh, who, are, who are some other DJs you've played with at your, during your residency, other DJs who played yeah, there? During my residency, I played just only with Jack Master because we have a good really friendship relationship. Uh, and he's a nice person. And I love his style because it's very versatile uh, and eclectic as a DJ. Yeah, I played also with Moxie, but in Paris. Mm -hmm. uh, it was amazing too. And that's it, I think. Yes. How did you first come to meet Jack Master and develop that relationship? Yeah, I met him in Rome uh, in a party when he was playing, and I was playing before him. And I remember his face when he saw me DJing, yeah, with three vinyls, and he told me, Wow, you're very, such a great talent. You have to come with me in Glasgow. So he, he invited me on his party um, in Glasgow, I think just before the COVID started, you know? And so that was my last gig uh, for that years. Yeah, I think it was February or March, maybe end of February, yeah. Wow, what a night, amazing crowds, amazing people. I met his, all his friends. Uh, all his, his friends, you know, and I met also Ben, that is currently my manager. Mm -hmm. So Jack for me was like uh, the person that opened a, a big door, you know, and I'm just jumping in, you know. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> what have you learned from him as a DJ, you know, because I know for the longest time he didn't put out any music, he was only a DJ. And so, you know, clearly that's how you yeah, start. Yes, uh, a very strong person, personality, identity. And when he's playing, is in from people and 
his energy is very nice and I love his, his way to perform, you know, uh, it's very spontaneous and, um, and also eclectic because when you, when you are playing all the same stuff, in my opinion, it's, it's good, of course it's good, but for me it's boring mm -hmm. because you have to create that moment that, you know, people are like, oh my God, what, what's happening? right now you know so that's that's the the things that we have in common mm -hmm. so uh, it's, it's nice to play with him and I, I can't stop i think yes i want to play with him a lot uh have you guys thought about making music together as well yeah i think uh, that is gonna be our second step so I think that this year we start to, to make something together, 100%, yeah. Awesome, that's something I would be very excited to hear. Is, yeah. is uh, he the one who introduced you to Scream? Because I mean, the reason I wanted to do this interview is because I saw you play at Coco and that was phenomenal. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that was phenomenal. Um, you were there? Yeah. Great. So you listen my 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 full set or just a part only a part or maybe you know probably like the first half I was there. It was a, it was a long day, so I wasn't fully prepared for the club, but I was very happy I saw your set at least that part of it for sure. Cool. I don't know who introduced me to him. Uh, maybe maybe Jack, but I don't know. I really don't know. I've never asked him before. Mm -hmm. It was a coincidence, maybe, I don't know. I have to ask him, yeah, <laughs> definitely. How did it feel to be invited to the residency? Uh, when I discovered it, it was like uh, when I discovered uh, to play at Virgain, because for me, Scream is like a, a mentor, you know, for a kind of uh, genre of music, dubstep that is in sun, in, in, in the world. Uh, in, in UK, in US, and for, for me, it was like an opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. so, and also because um, I play very different stuff from him, and when it, we, we did the back-to-back -back, uh, at the end uh, of, the, of that night, was crazy because uh, at some point, we, 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 have, we played similar stuff i don't know it was very strange but uh we we feel the, the the energy yeah a lot yeah i mean you talked about how you like to merge older stuff with newer stuff i would definitely describe scream style as very similar because he's been doing it for so long he has, i've interviewed him before and you know just his knowledge of music goes so top to bottom he's on top of what's new and knows everything about what's old and so i could definitely see that really working together when you guys are djing yeah and his production are very strong and massive oh my god yes yeah yeah i mean door i'm sure the door's open for you to produce something with him as well maybe yes you want to ask him no i'm joking <laughs> maybe one day, yes that's what your manager's for. He's, he gets That's paid. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
cool. I want to shift gears a little bit because something else that I read was that you have a master's in fashion product management from the Polymoda. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, and, you know, in following you on social media and other things, the clothes, a lot of the clothes that you wear when you're DJing and otherwise demonstrate a really keen eye for visual design. And I'm wondering how does like the different forms of creativity of fashion and DJing and producing, how do they all kind of feed into each other? Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting question. Yeah, I think that um, today uh, I'm very involved with this kind of stuff. Um, not because it's a trend, but because I think that when I wear that clothes uh, that are from my um, friends, is a very nice designer called Vivetta. I I will be like um, I will have like a power. I don't know. I can't describe this this moment. But when I I am alone in the hotel and I open my baggage and there is for example a new clothes. I put it, and when I uh, when I perform, it's, it's like you know that when I have like a, a big power. I, I can't describe this emotion, but for me it's like that. Yes, of course I studied fashion uh, for a year uh, on that school, and of course that was for me uh, an opportunity to understand who I am, because. Uh, when you start uh, learning something, uh, your brain is more open to different stuff, you know? So it, that's important. In fact, uh, for younger people, I suggest to study, 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 please. <laughs> yeah, because it's very important to understand and see the world and watch the world uh, with uh, a lot of eyes and, you know, it's bring you on another planet, you know? So for me, it's now import very important. And I want to uh, share relationship with uh, other designer, of course. I started now another relationship with a younger designer that worked with, with Versace. It uh, was called Nicola Bacchilega. And of course, Italy is the best place to do that because uh, it's full of fashion brands, and people involved in this um, stuff. So it's a great place to live for that. Uh, and I hope also for music in the future, maybe. Yeah. We are very creativity as a person, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what I found interesting, you described how you felt when you put on those outfits. It almost seemed like, you know, when a superhero puts on their like super suit, you know, they, Get their superpowers and they're standing yeah, up there and yeah. <laughs> like a whole different thing i mean it's obviously more human because you know that's something like you talked about learning you taught yeah, yourself how, how much time you have to spend to create a dress you know mm -hmm. to create a boot so when i dress when i put this these things on my body you know uh I give them importance, you know? Mm -hmm. For that reason, it's, it's like a superpower, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of similar, like the person who designed the dress is sharing 
their creativity with you the way you share yours with the people in the crowd and you know that's yeah. what art is really about you know you yeah. make the prettiest dress in the world and nobody ever wears it and it sits in a closet what is it really worth you know yeah. it's you know it's very very interesting um something a quote that i read from you in a previous interview that i really liked you said that you quote love to be carried off by the imagination um and i just have a couple kind of questions about that because i think it's really interesting and so when you were younger did your imagination kind of carry you off to what you're doing now of traveling the world playing music wearing yeah. these superhero I mean, outfits type thing yeah it's this um uh, approach with music uh yeah i remember that feeling when i was a younger but i think that in the past i didn't have that kind of um strong identity uh now i'm feeling better with this stress uh with myself you know and uh, but of course i was different from the others uh, my mom always said this these things yeah um and but i, I don't remember uh, a moment or something that uh, you know yeah no i don't think so i don't think that i yeah i, I never imagined to be came a dj mm -hmm. you know I don't think so. No. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned politics. Yeah. Maybe an ambassador or something with politics or something with ONG. Yeah, but something for people. So I think that is the mm -hmm. the great things. And I think that being a DJ is not only for me, but all for people. You know, because I, I I'm doing this for for all the people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I, I'd like to think all the good DJs, they share that point of view for sure. Um, you mentioned that, you know, you, you didn't have a strong of an identity, which I, is common for people when they're younger. And so I'm just wondering what kind of helped you find your identity that got you to where you are today? Yeah, studying different things. Yeah, I started with um, a classical undergraduate, you know, mm -hmm. so I Greek, Latins, you know, all the stuff, philosophy, then science politics opened my mind a lot. Uh, of course, the passion of, for music, so learning uh, how to play a, play a piano, how to play an oboe, um, doing different stuff also uh, uh being a football player you know because you are into a um, team that is not you know it's, it's important to to stay there yeah because you have to share with people something you know mm -hmm. and so all this stuff together helped me a lot uh, to understand who who I, who I am right now, yeah, you know. Very cool, yeah, it sounds, yeah. it's very, it's like you said, the, the more you, it's always good to keep learning, to keep your mind open to new things yeah. for sure. Um, how does your imagination carry you off like within 
the creative process like when you're in the middle of a DJ set or producing is that I think I have a crazy style because for example my my first EP um the one for optimal music uh, yeah I remember that I wanted to create something that was similar to textiles <laughs> yeah you know I'm crazy of course but organza <laughs> is a very strange fabrics uh, when you touch it. So I remember that when I produced that, that song, uh, I put in my hands uh, organza and I wanted to create the same, the same, but with music, you know, mm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I'm doing this stuff every time. It's a lot of things. I mean, that sound, that doesn't sound crazy. That sounds super cool to me, you know? I mean, like everybody talks about how they're inspired and everybody's you know it, whatever works for everybody there's no right way to do it but the fact that you have like this actual like thing that you can hold it's like i want this to make this musically it's very unique for sure it's super cool yeah, of course yeah uh and the final question of this first part of the interview is where do you think your imagination will carry you off into the future oh my god I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I think that I want to travel more, play for more people, uh, learn a lot of about this job because, yeah, it's, it's like a company. Yeah, a DJ is like a company, you know? Mm -hmm. And you are a manager. You are a manager, yeah, of yourself. So it's very hard to, to make it more and more and more bigger, you know? But yeah, I think that I want to learn a lot about this this job and doing what I'm doing. So yeah, I think when I I don't know. Great. No, I mean, you don't you don't have to know. That's the the whole point. It's yeah. not. If if you knew, it wouldn't be as fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, cool. And so the next part is the the speed round. Do you have any? questions about that before we go mm, I don't think so no yeah. okay yeah. cool uh and so the first question is do you prefer Elvis or the Beatles Elvis of course yeah <laughs> because it was crazy on that time it, it makes some difference on that point yeah just being itself you know was crazy, yeah, because he's, he was doing something different and broke a kind of system just because the music was amazing and people loved it, you know? Mm -hmm. You watched the movie? I didn't see it, no. No, it's, it's amazing. I, I cried a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm very sensitive with me. <laughs> Uh, sensitivity is good for artists, for sure. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Elvis was very, very sensitive. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a very uh, I'm a movie watcher, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, I I have no time. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, like sitcoms or something like that. I'm not a big fan of that because I have no time. Yeah. Um. Uh, cool. I mean, so next question is. What is your raving pet peeve? Uh, 
Oh my God. So I think when people are asking me music when I play, like, mm. can, you, can you please play Calvin Harris? No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, this, this is horrible. And also I think the, that the, bath, the bathroom is not, the toilet, sorry, is not so close from the boot every time. Yeah, I have this problem because I, I don't use drugs, I don't use alcohol, I just drink water. Mm-hmm. And as you know, if you are playing for two, three, four hours, it's impossible, you know, you have to go there. <laughs> and every time is very, very far from the boots. That's um, maybe also, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah, people that are asking you the Instagram name, now it's a trend, or uh, I think just just this, yeah. Cool, uh, I mean, those are all, I certainly- What was Your, that? Yours? Oh, mine? It would have to be people who bring whistles and like noisemakers yeah. in, in, the, in the crowd. And it's like, I didn't pay money to, listen to you blow your whistle or hit your drum or clap yeah, your fans. A lot of the phones now, you know, mm-hmm. making videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. The next one is coffee or tea? Tea? Yeah, I don't drink coffee. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, when, I, when I study um, peace building, that is, uh, yeah, very strange as, um, uh, yeah, it's very strange, but I remember that I read a book that uh, is talking about non-violence things. Mm-hmm. And one of these was drinking coffee, drinking alcohol, use drugs that make you feel more violent as a person, you know? Also eating, eat, yeah, you know, as eating meat is, it's not that uh, cool, but yeah, in my life, you know? Yeah. That's a very interesting perspective. I'd never heard that before. It definitely makes sense though. Um, do you like dogs or cats? Dogs, yeah. Uh, ramen or pho? Ramen. Uh, pizza or sandwiches? Pizza. <laughs> yeah, of course. Pizza. I mean, I'm a pizza lover. <laughs> um, club or festival? Uh, today, I think festival. I don't know. But today, yes. Festival, maybe. Yeah. Snow or beach? Beach. Lake or ocean? Ocean. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, be Wonder Woman. <laughs> nice. Uh, analog or digital? Uh, boat. Uh, house or techno? House. Drum and bass or trap? Drum and bass. Pop or hip hop? Pop. What's your favorite color? Uh, red. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, 
finish this sentence before I die. I want to. Uh, I want to say hi to my mom. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and the last one is, uh, what's your guilty pleasure TV show? Uh, I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. to cool. Well, that was the end of the speed round and the end of the interview as a whole. Uh, well, thank you for sharing this with me. Yeah.